Hey guys, welcome to Reality Witch, a podcast where I, Jesse Nails, talk all things reality, witchy, and weird. Each week, I talk about pop culture news, our favorite shows, and of course, some witchy shit. Get ready for some laughs, hot takes, and horoscopes, and join this pop culture coven. Hello, witches. How are we? I'm doing great, and we have quite the show today. Um, We are going to do a deep dive on Sister Wives. I don't know about you guys, but it's all over my For You page. It's all over my TikTok. I mean, we all know who the Sister Wives are and what they are. I think we've all at least seen one episode. Um, But after this past season and the tell-alls and everything like that, it has just gotten so unhinged. The kids are speaking out. There's divorces. There's separations. There's controversy. I mean, it's absolutely bad shit. And what kind of caught my attention was obviously these like crazy secrets that are coming out, which we'll get to it pretty much at the end. We're going to try and go in like chronological order here. Um, <clears throat> but it's like, well, how did this all come about? Like, how did this family fucking start? You know, how did they even let Robin in the family? Like, nothing really adds up. So I did my best to do some background research. I put my college hat on. I also want to sharpen this skill. I used to be able to do a research paper in about a fucking hour and write 20 pages. I mean, an hour is an exaggeration. But like, you know, like you kind of had that skill dialed in, right? Like you could find the information. I would create an outline and then I would just start fucking typing. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I only did this for about a day total. Well, not like 24 hours, but definitely a a few hours between yesterday and today. I'm giving myself some grace, as the housewives would say, because I just got lost in some Reddit threads and things that didn't even really matter, like things I wouldn't probably really talk about. It's like weird shit, like not like good weird shit, just like dumb shit, I guess. And so that took up a bunch of my time. Um, But here we are. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Sister Rives Deep Dive. It's very interesting. This family's fucking weird. And I think there's just more weird shit to come. So here we go. All right. So like I said, people, we're starting right from the beginning with just a little background. I mean, maybe you got, maybe whoever's listening doesn't know what Sister Wives is or who they are. Um, so obviously, Sister Wives is a very famous show on TLC, but it is comprised of Cody Brown and his three wives. We have or four wives, Mary, Janelle, Christine and Robin. And he has 18 children. He was married to his first three wives by the time he was 24. So like this has been it's this this isn't just some like new thing. Like they've been intertwined with each other forever. So what we're going to do first is a little background on each member and like how they met Cody and whatnot. I'm not going to dive into the kids. That would take about four months. Okay, there's it's too much. So first we have Cody. Um. Cody was born January 17th, 1969 to William Wynn Brown and Janelle Two in Wyoming. His father was a polygamist and had three wives, but he didn't become a polygamist until later in life, which to me, that's always a bit sketch. It's like, I always, they somehow fucking convince the wives to do this shit. Like imagine being, imagine already having a kid or maybe two and you know, you're five to ten years into a marriage and your husband looks at you and is like you know what i want to be a polygamist like no sir 
It's called I Want to Be Single, okay? So he had, Cody had nine siblings, but like I said, raised in a Mormon household. His parents struggled with the dichotomy of the Mormon father and plural marriage. Um, Allegedly, like if you ask the Browns today, they love Cody's parents. Like there's never really anything bad they say about them. Um, Cody's dad worked as a U.S. Army Ranger after high school before enlisting as a paratrooper in Panama. William was dedicated to the Southern State's Mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is LDS, um, for which he worked for two years in the mid-50s. He then went to Northwest College until he met Cody's mother, Janelle. Cody's father then transferred to BYU in Provo, Utah, you know, the funnest campus in the world. That is the call. If you're transferring from one college to the next, you're definitely going to BYU to just fucking send it and have a great time for the remainder of your college career. Um, And then, oh, he went there for agricultural economics. It's probably not that important, but whatever. Well, then after college, he started to work for cattle breeders in Wyoming and Montana. He worked for his uncle and father's farmland. And this whole time, Throughout this entire portion of his life, him and Janelle are monogamous. Cody was a teenager when they started leading a polygamous lifestyle. Like, that's got to be fucking weird, no? Like, yes, bizarre for his wife. But then also, like, Cody's a teenager and then just thinks this is normal. This is why religion is a cult, people. Okay, not all. You know, you know how I speak, you guys. Like, at this point, if you're still listening to this podcast, you know I'm a little dramatic. So obviously not all. But, like. This is what I mean. Like, you're fucking, like, at least 13. You've had these two parents and probably some siblings for your entire life. And then all of a sudden, just because your dad says, like, the prophet or whoever has called on him to have multiple wives, you're like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. I'm down for some more moms. That makes, that's normal, right? Like, no. Like, it's so bizarre. So he got two more wives, Bobby and Cheryl. Cheryl is the mother of Cody's wife, Janelle. So Janelle and Cody are step-siblings and spiritual spouses. Very, um, very Brady Bunch of them. Um, Janelle's biological dad died when she was just three. I had to look that up because I'm like, are they lying to us? Because in my research, the term step-sibling or step-something comes up a lot. And in my head, I was like, they're definitely fucking just trying to cover up here. Like, what if they're half-siblings this whole time? Um, But no, uh, Janelle had a father that passed away so not half siblings thank god and i couldn't really find much on cody's life between this point of like just being a teenager and you know we know he i think he did it say he went to school i don't even know i don't even know like and i don't really care honestly because he meets mary very young so that brings us to cody and mary all right so let's learn about our little mary also it's such like it is true like even though like not ever all these people were born in utah but i feel like it's a very like mormon e thing to just spell names fucking weird um like all the browns kids their names are spelled i can't, every time i went to go spell one out it was incorrect like isabel starts with a y gwendolyn is not how it was spelled gwendolyn um mckelty good luck with that one okay So Cody with a K, and then we have Mary, M-E-R-I. So Mary Caroline Barber was born in Alameda, California to William James Barber Jr. and Bonnie Barber. 
Her father was a polygamist, so she grew up 100% in a polygamist family. Like, they didn't switch over. Her father had five wives, and the bitch has 25 siblings. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Where the fuck is Alameda, California? Like, I thought California didn't didn't go down with this shit. Um, So she was brought up in the LDS faith. Her parents had an awakening and a calling to plural marriage. I'm sure that's what, you know, it's always funny how like no one else has a calling, you know, like that's like if I woke up tomorrow, I was like, you know what, Kyle, I'm being called to go hunt down Joe Burrow and marry him, but, but still be with you. But, but like God is telling me I have to go find Joe Burrow. Um, and then him being just like, oh my God, yeah, that's amazing. Go do it. Like, it's just funny to me that no one else is being called to do this shit except people of the LDS faith. <laughs> Don't you guys ever think about that? Huh? Just me? Okay. Um, so they moved once this awakening occurred. They moved from California to Utah and her mom's growing desire for her father to take a second wife. I'm sure. So. Basically, it seems like, I know it's a little confusing. It seems like her parents were together. Although, I'm confused now. Either way, because she was born in California, so she was, had to have been born at this point. Look at me, I'm already fucking up these notes, but whatever. So basically, his first wife was like, oh my God, I need you to, t- you to take a second wife. I'm thinking he probably sucked ass, and she's like, please find someone else. Um, like I could just never relate to this ever unless you hate your husband and you're like, yeah, I could use another bitch to help out here. Um, I could use a few days in the bed without your stinky ass next to me. Like there's a lot of reasons maybe, but I still wouldn't be down with it. Mary seemed to have no complaints about her childhood. She was that it was happy. Her dad was really kind. Um, she loved all of the moms and the new sibs, you know, um, that's another thing. Like these kids, like even though a lot of the Browns like don't want to be in a polygamous marriage, they like kind of love like, like, I don't know. I understand if it's all, you know, it's all, you know, but I'd kind of just be like, this is kind of, I don't, I'm not into this, you know? Um, so Cody was introduced to Mary in 1989 by one of his sisters at church. She was just taken with Cody right off the bat. I'm sure. I'm sure he was just, I mean, to be fair, he was much better looking back then and probably wasn't the spawn of Satan. Um, She said it was love at first sight. He's also quoted in other articles saying that he thought she was so sweet and so kind and they were soulmates. Based off of what we know today, uh, which again, we'll get to, um, I don't know what happened to sweet and kind Mary because that's not what we're seeing. Um, so they were, they hit it off. He proposed on December 24th, uh, 1989. And it's like, he fucking would propose on Christmas Eve. He fucking would. And then they were legally married April 21st, 1990. So they wasted no time. Basically any wife he has aside from Robin, um, they court, they court for a very short period of time. Um, in some cases he just proposes basically right away. And then they get married like almost immediately after that. Um, they had one child, uh, well, and just, she knew she would only be the first, she would only be the only wife for a very short time. Like, again, she grew up in a polygamous marriage. She knew he did as well. She knew the goal. Um, so she was okay with all that. 
They only had one child, Mariah, who later transitioned to Leon and uses they, them pronouns. She just struggled with fertility issues. I, I remember kind of seeing that in the first few seasons, like she wanted more kids and she thought maybe once she had Leon that she'd be able to get pregnant again, like, cause it happened. But unfortunately she was unable to. And Mary was the first wife and only legal wife until Robin's ass came along. And then they had to get divorced in September of 2014. Again, we'll get into all that once we get to Robin. So she's she's an interesting one. So, but yeah, that's basically the gist of Mary. Moving on to Janelle. So here we have Janelle and Cody. So Janelle and Cody were introduced by Mary. Um, I don't really know, like why marry because they were step siblings but that's what everything says they were spiritually married on january 20th 1993 they have six kids madison savannah logan hunter garrison and gabriel um she was born into a long line of mormons but they did not practice polygamy and she claims she never even heard of polygamy until she met mary and cody and i am just here's another one right like what is what's drawing you to this? Like, imagine never growing up in polygamy. I mean, I get I know it's like seeking sister wife is kind of like this at times, but like never growing up in this, having a like just monogamous relationships in your life, your whole life. And then all of a sudden someone's like, hey, you want to join in on this? And you're like, yeah, why not? Like, it just doesn't. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But, you know, it's fine. To each their own. Um, The interesting thing about Janelle is that she was married before. She was married to Adam Barber, who was Mary's brother. So this is already starting to get incestual, right? Um, Mary's brother in December of 1988. She actually attended Cody and Mary's wedding with her first husband. And then they divorced for unknown reasons in 1990. Um, So Mary was still friends with her, which is why she introduced her to Cody. Uh, Seems like Mary's brother is probably a dick if we don't know why they got divorced and Mary was still friends with her. Janelle has described her and Cody's relationship more of having to do with spirituality and intellectual compatibility, which means you're not fucking, you know, <laughs> like, you're, like everyone else is like, you're just so drawn to each other. You're my soulmate. You're so taken aback. And she's just like, yeah, we had like intellectual compatibility. So like they probably just lay in bed at night, talk about current events, politics, like, you know, all that shit. Um, okay. Cody and Christine. So Christine's an interesting one because we, if you watch the show, we know Christine is basically Mormon royalty. It's like marrying fucking Harry. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. So Christine was born to Rex Allred and Ruthann LeBaron, um, both practicing polygamist, but it is unknown how many other wives her father had and how many siblings she had. That means a lot. You know what I'm saying? That means a lot. If you can't count, if we can't find documentation of how many siblings Christine has or how many, how many sister wives her, she has when she's been on TV for 12 years, um, that's a lot. So she was introduced to Cody by Christine, by her own sister, in 1990 after they became close friends. Um, <clears throat> so this is a weird little tidbit. So I guess like... Basically, Christine was kind of like in this in the bubble of Mary and Cody, right? This might have been before the way this is written, it makes me seem like it was even before Janelle 
came along because um, it said Cody and Mary courted an underage girl that Christine introduced them to. Um, I don't think I don't think Christine introduced them to court. I think Christine might have been like, oh, here's so and so, because then it says Christine felt she was too young and beautiful. And the couple's decision to continue to court the woman, the young woman, turned her off from them. Just a weird sentence. Um, so Christine temporarily shut herself out of the idea of potentially joining the family, but ultimately Mary and Cody did not marry the young girl. Cody's help, like, so like then she was like, all right, they're not perverts, so I guess I'll just hop right back in. And then this is at the point where Christine's parents got divorced. Christine's mom, which we'll talk about in a minute, left the church and divorced her, da- her dad. She's not into polygamy. Um, probably because her dad had a hundred wives, and I'm sure there was some underage sketchiness in there. If I'm being honest, um, this is all alleged, by the way. Um, if this somehow pops the fuck off, this is all alleged. So hopefully, hopefully that will be enough. So basically, Christine's parents got divorced. Cody was like helping her emotionally, and then they got closer, and then that's how, you know, they got closer. So Christine then finally expressed interest in Cody. He proposed on their first date on Valentine's Day, 1994. And then they were spiritually married a month later. See how, see how quick this is moving? <laughs> they said, quote, it took a year to fall completely head over heels for each other after the wedding. That's normal for marriage, right? Like you get married first and then about a year after marriage, that's when you start to really like your spouse. Um, that's how it typically works for people. So her grandfather, Rulon Allred, was the founder of the Apostolic United Brethren. She was raised in a really wealthy family, a happy family. And like I said, they were considered polygamist royalty. So Cody once said he initially was like attracted to her because of her pedigree. Like fucking gross. And like, how does Cody keep getting this shit? Like he doesn't come from anything. Like, maybe because he married Mary, who comes from a large polygamous family. Like, I don't know. Like, how's Cody getting, like, the creme de la creme polygamist bitch? I don't know. Cody explained that Christine was a blue blood polygamist, making her even more enticing as a spouse. This is all just, like, so disgusting, right? Like, nothing's like, she was great. She was funny. She was beautiful. Like, she was sweet. Like, no, just... It was basically like getting a fucking purebred, like Rottweiler, you know. Um, I looked at what that meant. I I can't really. F- some a lot of people say they don't use that term, but I think it just means like elite, like you're like the Mormons of all Mormons. I don't know. I'm assuming it's a good thing if you're Mormon. Um, Christine claims that she doesn't mind these claims. And I guess that's like also kind of the whole shtick of polygamy, right? Like it's kind of like Janelle. Like sometimes you realize you're just looking for a life partner or like you, you, you find your partner in different ways and then you grow to love each other. Like there's no such thing as like lust or being like attracted to like, like love at first sight, aka like lust at first sight. Like sometimes that like doesn't exist or like this extreme like attraction and like, cause they, they don't have sex or kiss before marriage. Like they don't do any of these things. Um, so sometimes like the fucking family is like, ju- is just as important. I don't know. But we, if you don't know what's happening now, spoiler alert, they're all fucking divorced. I think we learned that that doesn't, 
that doesn't lend to a long, healthy relationship, you know? So Christine's grandfather, Rulan, he split off from the main group of the fundamentalist Mormon group because he was supposed to be the next prophet for the FLDS. But refusal from the community to acknowledge that caused him to leave, and he then founded the AUB, or the All Red Group. He intended, a great, he intended to create a group with principles as close to Joseph Smith's teachings as possible. Yikes. That's like fucking, um, I don't know, like, keep sweet, pray, and obey that fucking person. Like, Joseph Smith's one that, like, started all this shit back in the day-day. Um, he brought back old-fashioned do- doctrines deemed out of date by the modern LDS church. So that's good. Going back in time with doctrines is always a good idea, um, such as practicing plural marriage. So again, he wanted to bring back polygamy, um, the Adam-God teachings, and the ban on Black people receiving the priesthood. So he did really great things for the religion. So this is like what I also remember of like the history of like LDS and like um, basically. It was too, like, polygamy became illegal, illegal in Utah. Um, it, it put, like, a weird, like, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Of course, my brain's not working. Like, people now have a bad idea or weird idea of Mormonism or LDS because of polygamy, polygamy or plural marriage. So they kind of got rid of that. Then, like, yeah, like, you couldn't date or be or marry a black person. Black people couldn't be a prophet or a priest in the church. Uh, Same with like gay people. So all this stuff was banned. And I think on paper, they tried to reverse that. I'm sure there are still a ton of people that still unfortunately practice that, but they did get rid of it on paper. Um, But the AUB and Christine's pop pop wanted to bring that back. So that's great. Um, The group considers plural marriage a significant step in receiving the highest glory of heaven through their belief in becoming celestial, through plural marriage, Cody had taken on four wives, Mary, Janelle, Christine, and Robin. Um, okay, so that's Cody and Christine. And lastly, we're going to talk about Robin. She's another fucking doozy. So Robin, glorious wife number four. Fucking bitch, okay? She was raised in a polygamous family, but she's kind of like the opposite, but then entered a monogamous marriage for like seven years. Um, so there's kind of like a slight controversial controversy here. It's almost like a conspiracy, I guess. So I really wouldn't know to look into this, but there's this account toxicity on TikTok, which I will go over at the end. That's posting. They're basically spilling the fucking tea on this fucking family. So that's kind of where I'm getting the idea to look into some of this shit. So Robin's first husband was a man, his name, name was David Preston Jessup. Um, she married him June of 1999, and she does have three kids with him. So she has David, Dayton, Preston. So if you remember, like, Dayton is her son's name. Everyone knows him as Dayton. His real name is David, though. So I believe his name is David Preston. Preston's his middle name. Um, I don't know if Dayton has always been his nickname. Or if Sob and Robin changed it to Dayton because she doesn't want to call him David because that's her ex-husband's name. I don't fucking know. Dayton is not a nickname for David. So I have a feeling she just fucking changed his name. But who knows? Then she had Aurora Alice. I really like the name Aurora. It's very hard for me to say. Aurora. Aurora. Like, I for sure, Aurora. 
I don't think I'm saying the, uh, like Aurora. There's three syllables I'm saying too. Aurora. I don't know. You guys say it. I think it's difficult. Princess Aurora. <laughs> so again, love the name. Can't say it. Um, and then Brianna Rose. I love when you have a Brianna and everyone's like, it's Brianna. And whenever you say Brianna, it's now it's Brianna. Like, that's a hard one, too. There's too many ways to say it. Um, okay, so David filed for or she filed for divorce in 2007. David filed for it. Robin claims it was her decision, though, even though David filed for it. Um, and she has claimed on the show and multiple times that there was abuse. Allegedly, that was proven false. But then David was also arrested in 2018 for assault. So he's clearly a violent man. Um, the kids don't really see the dad. They took on the brown name. Cody adopted them. Like, it's a whole thing. So um, I don't know if I mentioned this after this. We're going to dive into the show after this portion. But basically, Cody had to divorce Mary. Um, and legally marry Robin so she could adopt so he could adopt her kids. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't like I don't know why he had to adopt the kids. I guess maybe to make it like he's the father of everyone else's kids legally and it would make the most sense for him to also legally be the father of her kids. Like that's like the only thing I can think of outside of the fact that he just wanted to be married to Robin and he was sick of being married to Mary, you know? Cuz like you it could happen so quickly too like you didn't have to adopt her kids like kids can live with their mom and their boyfriend or new husband it's it's fine it's also weird to me like you also have to get like i think the okay from the husband um like i'm surprised david david jessup um was like yeah sure adopt him but maybe he has a piece of shit oh i'm sure he has a piece of shit because of what we're going to get into in a minute so, uh, David Jessup left the church and he isn't on social media or anything. So it's kind of hard to find info on him. If you don't recognize the name Jessup, also a very popular common name in the fucked up world of the hardcore LDS. Again, think of the documentary, keep sweet, pray and obey. I always want to say like, eat pray eat pray love kind of thing like but it's keep sweet pray and obey (laughs) and jessup is one of like the top guys like not david but like a jessup so they're there um the jessups is just like a huge name it's kind of like the all reds with christine so another really cool connection is david jessup and cody are third cousins so everyone in this fucking shit is related every single person you got to like watch who you're fucking if you live in Utah or if you're Mormon or whatever, because there's like a, there's a higher probability than not that you're boning a relative like third cousin isn't like. What's that? It's like a second cousin, like my second cousin is my dad's cousin. Right. And then I don't know. We're not getting into that. Jesus. Um. But I did see a thing where it's like Robin's kids with Cody are are Cody's cu- kids and cousins as well as like Christine's cousins. It's all fucking disgusting, honestly. Like, check the lineage before we start doing this shit, okay? We need you. It should be mandatory in Utah or if you are a member of the Mormon or LDS church 
that you get an Ancestry DNA family tree um, subscription and figure shit out because it's it's getting it's going to start getting squirrely out there. Okay, we're going to have people with like six fingers and six toes. It's not going to be good. Um, so whatever. They're third cousins, and then David is first cousins with Christine. And he is also related to Mary through one of his stepmothers. So David Jessup, who is the father of Robin's children and Robin's ex-husband, is full-blown related to every wife that Cody has. Unbelievable. So Robin now officially has ties to the Jessups. And so those that don't know Jessups, again, they're part of the fucked up church and belief system from Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. Meryl Jessup was a high-ranking bishop of the FLDS. Um, he became the de facto leader and was in charge of the YFZ during, ranch during that 2008 raid. Um, it's really when they were like went to Texas and like fucking hid all their underage wives and children and their children. Um, and then it was raided to like get them out of there and arrest that motherfucker. I don't know why I can't think of his name, but so Raymond Merrill Jessup was also part of that raid in 2009. He was convicted of assaulting an underage girl. He was 38 and he had a spiritual marriage with like a fucking preteen, probably. So it's worth noting that the Browns have always said, like, we don't practice that lifestyle, all right? Like, we don't, we're not into like the underage. We're not into like the 25 wives. Like, that's no. I mean, also, who's going to admit to that on national television, but whatever. And I know I said David Jessup left the church, but I have some theories. Um, I have some theories that. She okay, so he like he also he left his wife for abuse allegations, and then he was arrested for abuse or assault. So I have a theory that after that like second one maybe or I don't know the church pushed him out because as fucked up as the FDLS is and the Mormon church is, they will get rid of you if you're making them look bad. Even though like it doesn't take much to make them look bad, they will kick you out. So I have like a theory that like he was just kicked out and like. Robin still has this like weird connection to the church, but we'll go over that a little bit later. So back to like Robin and Cody, though, they courted for six months, which like we said is which we know now is like way longer than he did with the other wives. Um, The fucked up thing is that Robin was in, quote, rotation before they got married, which just means like he's seeing Mary on a Monday, Janelle on a Tuesday, uh, Christine on a Wednesday, and then Robin on a Thursday. Um, doing sleepovers and typically you're not doing that unless you're married like you're not kissing you're not doing sleepovers you're not hanging out for long periods of time you're definitely not having sex before marriage um but they courted for six months and then she was in rotation and the other wives were like pissed which that's also like not a good way to start um in their mind learning these things like it's kind of like cheating even though i know that sounds ridiculous like they set up these rules like on purpose like okay if we're going to be courting another wife these are the rules we abide by and you have to abide by those rules or else you're going against you know your other your family so they definitely like kissed before marriage i'm pretty sure that came out um which again not supposed to do and let's be real i'm sure they fucking like went to pound town but they're not going to say that they did that like if he's traveling because i don't think she lived close to them like he had to go travel to see her like what do you fucking think they're doing you think he's sleeping on the couch I don't think so. I don't think so. 
All right, but let's dive into the show. Now that we know who's on the fucking show, how they came to be, let's talk about the show. So Sister Wives premiered on TLC September 26, 2010. So this show has been on for 12 going on 13 years, has 17 seasons. Um, the first season televised Cody, the, the courting of and marriage to Robin. It was, she was the first new wife to enter the family in 16 years. I don't remember that or did not really realize that. And like, holy shit, like that's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that is kind of bizarre. Like if you're in this like polygamy and plural marriage, that's fine. But don't you think it's weird to go like, it's almost like he was done after Christine. And then all of a sudden, 16 years later he wants another younger wife like it's just it's kind of gross um so basically they film season one just like they always do like a pilot let's see if anyone picks this up so the crews just continued to film after the marriage just in case the series did get picked up for a second season and the show came at a time when like polygamy and multiple marriages was were pretty prevalent in american pop culture there were other shows about it like big love on hbo lone star so people were like starting to get pretty fascinated with this idea it's like one of those things like you know we think back to 2010 like we didn't really know people did this shit and especially to this extent until like like this point of time um but either way the show got picked up obviously i mean it's we know this um getting on the show definitely hurt them at the beginning the brown family was being investigated which they did think was Christine's mom. And I do remember this part of the show, like the early seasons, the family later sued the state of Utah for challenging and challenging its uh, criminal polygamy laws. Basically they prevailed in the court hearing, but then in 2016 it was dismissed. I don't really know what that means. I'm thinking maybe it's like they won, but like didn't get like a payout or anything. It was just like dismissed a few years after that. So I do want to talk about Christine's mom for a minute. Like I said, they were being investigated in that first season. It was like everyone realized who they were because they were like living their lives, working, go- like had jobs and they always lived separately. So you either were married on paper or you weren't having kids with like, I don't know, like having kids without like being married isn't like the weirdest thing in the world. Maybe in maybe in Utah it is, but like they could live their lives. People didn't know. Um, so. Basically, Christine cut her mom off after the divorce and after she left the church and polygamy marriage. And it was around the time that Christine and Cody started courting. Um, So her mom, Annie, began exposing the dark side of polygamy. Um, Christine was quoted saying, when Aspen was about four, we heard that my mom helped organize this group against plural marriage. There were several people that talked to us about how we should not associate with her anymore. What was begun as a support group ended up becoming an antagonistic group, and they were making headlines in the news, making accusations of child marriages and child abuse. So when Annie's support group began turning antagonistic against families practicing plural marriage, the Browns became fearful, and they were worried that Annie would be dangerous to their family. Six months later, Cody's mother asked Christine to reconcile with her mom, and Annie did reveal to her that she stopped. She left the support group because... They were going after like normal polygamous families like the Browns. Like Annie's goal was to take down probably like the actual monsters. I, she was probably married to one considering that Christine doesn't even know how many fucking siblings she has. 
like the the child marriages and child abuse. That's probably what she was going after. She didn't want to attack the actual like quote unquote normies. So they have a relationship now, and they did after that event. But that was also part of the whole thing. Like in these beginning seasons, the state was after them. They had to figure out how to like navigate their life and not go to jail. Like basically, like being in a polygamous marriage in Utah around this time was like pretty damaging um they started to lose their jobs so let's go into their jobs everyone's always like what the fuck do these motherfuckers do how do these fucks support 100 kids how do they live in these huge houses how do they move every fucking few years like what's going on so cody when all this shit started was a firearm salesman it's said that like his job just kind of like he just stopped talking about it and it like kind of just went away he became very focused on the show and I think even created something called like the Brown Family Production Company. He definitely thought that he was going to become a billionaire off this show. And to be fair, we all did. I mean, they've been on television for so long and TLC pays them nothing and they're still poor. Uh, I mean, quote, poor with quotations. Like, now that their kids are adults, it's probably a bit easier to save money and not just blow it. But he basically has had no job since the show has started. So that's great. Mary. So when the Brown family lived in Utah, Mary Brown worked in a mental health industry. So prior to landing her job, she revealed her family's lifestyle, choosing to be as transparent as possible and all seemed well until the show hit. So once the Browns became big time news and they were on TV, everything at Mary's job seemed to change for the worse and she lost her career. Um, she said they just felt like they needed to protect the company and makes her really sad because she loved her job. No offense. Like, it's always like the people that are like the and we're going to get to why I keep talking about Mary like this, but we're going to get to like. Why, why that is, but like, it's always the people in the mental health industry that like are the most fucked up. <laughs> All right. Um, what else did Mary do? Uh, Mary and the family moved to Las Vegas, which we'll get to in a minute about their housewives. And she transformed herself professionally from a mental health worker to a bona fide businesswoman. She's a woman of many talents. Um, she got involved in LuLaRoe, which she's still doing, which is unbelievable. Um, the it's a famous pyramid scheme. She has the bed and breakfast. So she like, has like ventures. Then there's Janelle. She went to school for accounting. So if you do watch the show, you know this. But if not, she basically handles the money for the entire family. She does their taxes. She handles it all. She's a fucking bad bitch. Um, but for jobs, she worked as a real estate agent and then ultimately helped with the sister wife's closet and worked for a bunch of MLMs. <laughs> they fucking love the MLMs. Um, and then we get to Robin. So luckily for Robin, she's worth the most. Everybody's worth around 400000 She's worth 600000 because of the online boutique, My Sister Wife's Closet. My Sister Wife's Closet, think of like the Beerman Closet or the Kardashian Closet, but 10 times worse, where they would sell their jewelry that they would like design. And I guess like their fucking clothes. I don't know. Clearly it made some money if she made money off of it. I don't know how, but like that was like a point of contention during the show like she'd be pissed like mary wanted to go back to school and robin like started crying because she didn't think she could do the sister wife's closet alone and she was pissed mary wanted to further her education instead of helping her with this online boutique so just another great little tidbit 
And I didn't even look up Christine. I don't think Christine worked. Basically, Christine, when Christine came into the picture, Christine took care of all the kids. So she's really, really close with Janelle's kids. Um, like her, those kids are close just because of like the pure like, like I think Mariah was already like older, and Christine came in and kind of became like the second mom to everybody. She would cook, clean, um, make sure they did their homework. Like would watch them while everyone else worked. Like she, like that was her job, which is like valid. Like they needed someone to do that. The next topic we're going to talk about with this family is how they moved and all the different fucking houses they had to buy. So you'd think a family this large would just find a spot and, you know, just fucking stay there. Like, it's not easy to move. It's not easy to integrate in a community knowing you're polygamist and people, a lot of people don't agree with you. Um, but that is going to be the downfall of this fucking family, which is insane. So I remember them escaping like Utah. Like, I do remember that. Again, just for some background, which I keep saying I, I remember something that I don't. I watched this show from the beginning for a few seasons, and I did really like it. It did start to, like, get a little slow and taper off, like, for a few seasons up until, like, this past season and the season prior. Like, that's when, like, shit started to really hit the fan. So I do remember in those earlier seasons, like, they had to get out of Utah because they were just scared the kids would get taken away or they'd get arrested. Like, there's, like, a lot of reasons. Like I said, Utah was just getting so strict with polygamy laws because they didn't want to be known for that they didn't want to be known for polygamy and like child like sex trafficking like they just they wanted nothing to do with it so in 2011 they decided to move to las vegas so this is only like one year in so remember the first season launched well aired 2010 this is 2011 they moved to las vegas um people don't give a shit about what you do there so they could live in peace um and the kids really loved it there and it was like the best setup like at first, I think they lived far away, but then ultimately they found these four houses in a cul-de-sac. It was amazing. Everyone had their own space, their own house. They could still walk from house to house. They could see each other. They were still a really close family. Um, so that's in 2011. They were there for quite a few years. And then in 2018, Cody decides to uproot the family from Flag and move them to Flagstaff, Arizona. Everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? Why? Um, I don't know if it was Christine or someone in a recent interview was like, I think it was Christine. I think it was in, I think it was on like the one tell all. She was like, okay, in Utah, we have some family. That's where they lived first. She's like, and now we moved to Vegas. Like we're Vegas. We have like some family. And like, she said something where like too, like in Wyoming, we have family, like we have family here. Like there's reasons to move places. Like, like there's, if you move to like a state and there's like some family or friends there, like that's just another reason to move there, you know? But like, Flagstaff, Arizona was a new territory. They knew no one there. They, everyone was so confused. Like, imagine, like, life is good. Everyone's happy. Like, everyone's fine. Then all of a sudden, your twat waffle of a dad wants to move his 30 family members again. Like, what? Like, and the worst part about it is, like, yeah, like, they weren't happy. They didn't go easy. But it's, like, they all just went along with it. Like, you have kids in all different like walks of life all different ages like all different schooling things that take a really long time to sit up and you're seven years in and you decide it's time to move he claims he just wanted a change of pace he thought it would be nice fresh start for the family it's like what so whatever they end up moving to flagstaff arizona and his whole thing and if you did a drinking game this last season every time he fucking said coyote pass 
you'd be blacked out by 10 minutes in. They bought this property on Coyote Pass. And his whole thing was he wanted to build a giant house on that property where they could all live. He had like a fucking like mock-up of this house. And pretty much every wife, probably except Robin, was like, fuck no, dude. Like, and they literally like all never really lived together. So it's like, how does that even make sense? Like, I think like Janelle said, like living with Mary, they, she lived with Mary for a bit and it was like the worst time of her life. She said like Mary would like scream at her if she like left something out in the kitchen or like if things like weren't put away. Like she's very particular. And then she loses her goddamn mind if, like, something's not her way. And, like, yeah, like, they never lived together. They all have lived in these separate houses, separate spaces. And now you want to put all these people together, like, where kids are probably, like, sleeping, like, eight to a bedroom. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So um, they decided to build separate homes, on, but still on Coyote Pass. And, like, so they basically zoned out all the properties. And there were... Let's see, five properties because there were like, like Robin or Cody and Robin, Mary, Janelle, Christine, and then they left another property open for like a rental. Like they could put a house on there and make money off of it with like a rental house. Imagine renting that fucking house. Like you're surrounded by the freak Brown family. Like, no. They they wouldn't make a damn dollar off of that unless they were like super fans. Um so they decided to do that, which caused him to like zone the property and there was a delay in um selling the Vegas homes, which delayed them being able to like pay for like the proper like what's it called? Fucking permits. So the permits, I think till this day, still have not been approved. Um Peyton Brown, who is Christine and Cody's son, he's been chirping away on online for a while on TikTok. He's not shy about anything. And he has said that there's no shot anything's getting built on that property. And I agree with him. Like, so think about this. In 20, so 2018, they had this, they bought this property. It is now 2023. And they still don't have the proper permits to build houses on this property. It's maddening. So they all had to buy more houses in Flagstaff. So um let's see. Yeah, Christina had a house, Mary had a house. Janelle bought a fucking RV in June of 2021 to put on Coyote Pass. Um f- uh let's fast forward. She's already off the property by November of 2021, uh probably because she had to fucking go schlep around and get her own water lug her water from her water source to the fucking RV as if she's on the fucking Oregon Trail. Like, that gets old real quick. So, like I mentioned, they all had to sell their Vegas houses, right? She gave half of her proceeds from her Vegas house to Robin to purchase a $900,000 giant house in Flagstaff. Mary also helped. So, I see this house on the show. It looks big, but I guess I also just can't grasp how big it really is. I don't know what the cost of living in Flagstaff, Arizona is, but like almost a million dollar house. She has just as many kids. I mean, I know they're little, so like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me that they would do this for her, especially because like, I don't know, like, I just seem think like it was what, like 2018 so maybe like 20, maybe like, let's say 2019, 2020, 
I would think the dynamic of the relationships has already gotten to a point where they can see things are going in a not savory way for them. Like, Robin is clearly the favorite wife. Cody is, like, living with her fucking, like, basically full-time. They're moving to Flagstaff. Um, It's just, I just cannot believe, instead of, like, knowing that, like, they're moving to a new state and she needs a house, instead of taking the taking the money and buying herself a home she gave half to robin and bought herself a fucking rv that she and i do feel bad because she definitely thought cody was going to be like okay the permit's in we can start building and you'll have a house in a year but that's not happening and it's not going to happen and it just sucks because janelle's like really smart and smarter than that and i just she just made a mistake and she knows she like made that mistake um so basically they say you know we wanted to make sure she was set up financially and it's like why why the fuck we just like fucking robin is worth more than any of them she has cody by her side constantly i mean we're going to talk about in a minute how she has a fucking nanny to help her she doesn't need financial help this this truly makes no sense and honestly i'm going to be for real she was married to david jessup do you think she didn't get like some hush money i don't know i think i think he's helping more than she lets on maybe not because cody adopted her children so but like i don't know like she doesn't need help. Like, but to them, they're like, this is, this is what Sister Wife's all about. Like, we, and they, they were quoted saying, we always help each other. Like, and they're just kind of being kind and nice and helping her out. But like, she's the last one that needs help. It doesn't, it, it's maddening because in this last season, so much of the bullshit is about the housing and where everyone's living. And it's just like, if they didn't do that, they, they'd almost be in a little bit of a better place. Um, so yeah, I said, funny thing, Robin has never helped. So she's never helped any of the other sister wives, mostly also because, I mean, she came in a while ago, like some of the kids were young, but like, she hasn't helped them. They all had to help her. And like I said, she has childcare. No one else has childcare. Like I said, Christine raised all the kids. Like the bitch doesn't do shit except cry like a little fucking ass. Like she's so fucking annoying um Giselle was like always the smart financially sound one too and it's like now she's living in a fucking RV I just the lugging of the water is insane so one of the things before I forget that they talk about too on this TikTok account that kind of gives like inside scoop is that like allegedly Janelle purposely moved to a place that is unlivable for Cody aka the RV with her dogs he can't stand the dogs on the bed and it grosses him out the dogs are on the couch he doesn't want to share a bed with a dog there's dog hair blah blah blah. like there's allegedly she did that on purpose because she doesn't want to be around him which honestly like if you gotta if you gotta play a game you gotta play a game and to be fair he's fucking gross so yeah i'd probably be like i could i could use time without you all right, next we're going to just move on to some like weird shit that happened in the season. We are going to bring it back to current day, the current season with like, there's a lot of COVID drama, you know, not the trigger warning. We're going to talk about COVID in a bit, but I didn't want to like miss out on just some random weird shit. And I didn't really know where to fit it into the podcast episode. So like, I just had like a weird shit segment. Um, first one being the catfish. Mary got catfished okay this was like story of the fucking century so mary started an online relationship with who with a 
who she thought was a man named Sam. She met him on Twitter, which that should have been your first red flag. Who meets a person on Twitter? Now, Twitter, I actually like Twitter. I like the tweeter. Uh, it's my, one of my favorite pastimes to tweet the support uh, Twitter accounts or the companies on my main feed saying how terrible they are um, when I don't get an answer anywhere else. I trust, just trust. If you can't get a hold of customer service for any company and they have a Twitter account, if you tweet them, not don't DM them, tweet them, they will see it and they will say, send me a DM. They will get it going. I've, I haven't, it hasn't failed me one time. In fact, I still haven't gotten my unemployment check and I just went on to see if Colorado unemployment has a fucking Twitter account. I don't think they do because it truly, you don't, for whatever reason, these companies do not want to be called out on Twitter. They, they'll take 15 emails. They'll take 15 phone calls. They'll take scathing Google reviews. They will not take a bad tweet. So just there's, there's a hot tip, hot tip from the witch. Um, anyway, she met him on Twitter in March of 2015. Um, this was around the same time she started her Lizzie's Heritage Inn, which is a B&B, which we'll talk, which, um, we'll talk about. Oh, wait, no, fuck. Did I miss talking about their fucking jobs? Oh, I'm an idiot. Okay, wait, let's go. Let's. Oh, no, we did talk about their jobs. Am I okay? I think I'm having a stroke during this. So I don't think for some reason I talked about Mary's bread and breakfast, though. If I did, sorry, I don't feel like rewinding it. We're going to talk about the bed and breakfast. So she started this thing called Lizzie's Heritage Inn. It's a bed and breakfast of like this like property that she has in her family. It's it's a typical bed and breakfast, but she also hosts retreats there that can be anywhere from $4,000 to $6,000 for basically a room for the weekend or the, or a night. I don't even know how long. And like you just go around the property and into the woods and shit. So it sounds fucking terrifying. Uh, I don't recommend. But it was around that time she met Sam on Twitter. Um, she also just had legally divorced her husband because, um, you know, Sab and Robin had to marry him. So after six months of online communication, Mary's romance with Sam came to a sudden halt after she discovered that her Internet lover was actually a woman named Jackie Overton. So <laughs> this is a crazy story. There, so there was a time where Mary attempted to meet up with Sam. It was, it's, it's literally like the episode, like the show catfish, like, oh, there's just always something that comes up. You know, he says he's having car trouble. Oh, he found out five minutes ago that his mom has cancer. Um, it's, it's crazy. Like a fucking like meteor hit his house and like, he won't be able to make it like, and then they're like, oh, that sucks. Like maybe next time, like, like I can't even like, I understand the, the hold emotional relationships have on people. Like I love catfish. I don't judge these people. Because I'm, you know, we don't know what it's like, but it is, you know, it's Mary. So basically she tried to meet up with Sam and there was some excuse why he couldn't. But Jackie, this woman showed up. Um, she said, I was not comfortable around her. I just got the creeps from her, but I'm sitting here trying to be nice for her because this is a friend of his. She basically told me, don't ever screw with us. Don't mess with him. Don't hurt him. I will ruin your life and I will ruin your family. So basically she tried to meet up with Sam. Jackie showed up saying like, oh, Sam couldn't make it, but I'm his friend. He just wanted, he didn't want you to be alone. He wanted you to hang out with somebody and then tells her, don't mess with him. Don't hurt him. I'll ruin your family. I'll ruin your life. So basically three years later, Jackie's still threatening to humiliate Mary um, after she called this impersonator a crazy person. Um, 
And she is like this woman. Jackie's an infamous online scammer. Um, and sh- and Mary thought Sam was this like business tycoon in his early forty early forties. Um, <laughs> says Mary even sent Sam naughty text messages with Jackie. Jackie later leaked those that included images of the TLC personality posing seductively with a banana. <laughs> I'm looking this up immediately. Hold on a sec. <laughs> please google mary brown banana picture and it's just her like a tip of a banana inside of her mouth this woman's fucking nuts so that was huge so it obviously put a damper on the marriage i mean clearly the marriage wasn't great anyway she's having an online relationship with who she thinks is a man um but obviously not but like if things are good you're not doing that and you know it still comes up today and this was in 2015 so it's still something in the back of her head and in Cody's head but that was like that was like huge when that came up another weird thing that happens on the show is surrounding uh Robin's kids Dayton right now isn't even like on the show um I see mixed things about him too. I see he's actually with his dad, but then like, I don't know, like, and then I see like, oh no, he's just like in the house, doesn't want to film. He does have Asperger's um, and he did also get in like a four-wheeler accident, I think. So he does have some like intellectual, I don't know, or I, I mess this up every time. Like, I don't think you're supposed to say like disability. It's like, I don't know. I, I need to look up how to probably say that, but um, there's that. And like the problem with him is that like, Cody kind of like talks shit on like Janelle's kids and is like they need they're adults they need to move out of the house and like Janelle's just trying to be a good mom and like financially help her kids till they get on their feet which is like honestly I moved right after college and I fucking like it's it was great it worked out I love it here but like I probably shouldn't have like staying with your parents as long as you're like a functioning adult and can do adult things and you're acting like an adult like saving some coin in this fucking economy when you can't buy a house or rent anything as a single person it's good like save the money but like cody's like he's an adult get him out and it's like well so's dayton dayton's an adult they like he's in college but he lives at home like he could like live in a dorm but he doesn't robin's really oddly protective of her kids and not just in like a typical like i'm a mama bear which by the way i fucking hate that saying mama bear like i I don't know i just fucking hate it um like as if like there's people that like don't protect their children or you're the only one she's too protective of her kids she's like too like emotionally protective like even like physically protective like it's weird i feel like the kids don't leave the house i feel like they don't know how to deal with emotional content um like one weird weird scene was like um she like cody and robin were just having an argument like normal like parents fucking fight like my god bitch spend one night at the nailing house you'd probably die because she starts having a panic att- she's sitting on the couch and she starts having a full-blown panic attack like getting the shakes like her she's convulsing cody picks her up she's a big person like she's not like 10 years old like he can barely carry her but he picks her up carries her to her bedroom and they're like crying and he's like breathe breathe like it's kind of gross i don't know it's fucking disgusting like I understand if you wanted to get her out of the way of the cameras, but like it seemed way too much. And also, like, she can probably 
like walk if you help her. Like it was, it was so over dramatized. And then there was another scene where like they're looking at houses, and Cody said something like, "Well, you know, I just you know if we move here, you have to like we'd have to go to a new school." And the daughter like literally just started freaking the fuck out. So I don't know; those types of kids just get on my nerves. Like, learn how to deal with life. Just God, like how blessed that nothing bad has ever happened to you because clearly one small inconvenience sends you into a fucking like tailspin so here's another weird conspiracy so i said earlier how i still have this like conspiracy that robin is still connected to the dress-ups this is all coming from the toxicity tiktok account um they are claiming in their opinion allegedly that there is still a connection to a dress-up Again, her ex-husband is David Jessup. Um, so I have this theory that like, it's not like he left the church and them together kind of agreed this church was bad. And I think he got kicked out of the church and I still think she might kind of practice those beliefs and like be into like the really strict like polygamy lifestyle. Again, this is all just my opinion. And it's also my opinion because I saw someone else's opinion on Reddit. <laughs> So some people are saying that, like, will Cody start to court Aurora because she's getting older? He's very weird with her. Again, it's not his biological daughter. He adopted her, but it's completely like no blood relation. And the way he treats her is really weird. She's always around. Like, why isn't she leaving the house? It's very strange. Um, And I just think there's some sketchy shit going on, in my opinion. There's also another conspiracy that Robin actually has like a secret baby in the house that no one really knows about or will talk about. So there's like some like wording that some of the sleuths have picked up on that would make it seem like she has another baby. Now, I think when she was pregnant with Solomon, they had this like party, like get together thing to tell everyone she was pregnant because. The first time, I think that was her second baby. The first, I mean, the first baby that she was pregnant with Cody, the kids were not happy because they're like, there's already so many of us. I can't believe they're having more. Like, that's the other thing. Like, I'm telling you, I know they're in a polygamous family, but like the kids are like relatively like modern and like level headed. And it's, it's as it actually is pretty interesting. Like, seemingly, except probably Robin's kids, like, none of them are like into this shit. So I like they're probably they're just like, God, there's so many. Can we just like knock it off? So like Robin was upset because they weren't happy about her being pregnant. So she had like a sneaky party the second time to tell everyone she was pregnant. And so because of that, it's like people just think maybe she something they just think something weird is going on with the baby. Either she had a secret baby, didn't tell anybody. Aurora had a baby, didn't tell anybody. Cody knocked someone up and had a baby, didn't tell anybody. That's just like a conspiracy that's in the house. Um, other really fun scenes throughout the seasons, Robin, uh, low key fat shaming Janelle. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> there's like this episode where Robin where Janelle wanted to go on like a fitness journey and do a 5k and Robin's only job was to get everyone t-shirts. And she comes in in a huff crying. It's like, Janelle, I only have an extra large. I thought like, I thought, I know you're a 4x, but I got you an extra large. And she's like crying. Like, And it's not like she was like, dude, I ordered you this size and they sent the wrong one. It wasn't that. It was like, I got you this size. Like, so it's like, why are you so upset? So she like, people were saying she like, because the thing with 
Robin is that she is a, she wants everyone to feel bad for her. The cameras are around. She has her fucking like wrinkly forehead and Play-Doh eyebrows that are like downward. Like she looks like the saddest person on the planet. She looks like she's from one of the fucking like Play-Doh cartoons around Christmas time, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, like she looks like one of those characters because her eyebrows are basically on the side of her face or melting down her the bridge of her nose because she's so sad all the time. But like she's all but people like behind like she's not like she's smarter than what she gets on. She is kind of like she's kind of like leading the show here. Like she can control Cody as much as he doesn't want to admit it. So people are saying like that was on purpose. Like she wanted to fat shame Janelle. She wanted to embarrass her and jokes on her because Janelle fit in the XL. So good for Janelle. Um, Cody adopting the kids to me is just weird. I don't know why he did it. Um, I'm sure there's reasons I forget probably again, like legal shit, like, but it just, it seemed bizarre just because they have a dad. Cody's hair is also weird. Um, I urge you all to Google Cody Brown's hair. Um, it goes through many, many stages of life. He's had a bun. He's had, he's lost it. Um, I don't know if he's had a transplant, but at some spots it's seemingly coming back. Um, sometimes it's straight right now where we got full curls going on. I think he might've gotten a perm. So there's a lot of things going on with Cody's hair that I think are a little weird and controversial. And then finally the sister wives closet and jewelry line. This was so bizarre and I can't believe it made them any money. It was disgusting. The jewelry they designed was heinous. I think it's one of those things where it probably made them money because people were fans of the show, which I get. I mean, if, I don't know, let's, if Lisa Barlow started making jewelry, I would buy it, even if I thought it was ugly. Like, so I get it. But I know I'm probably missing some. Um, I've been seeing so many TikToks on my For You page of just like terrible shit that like when you're watching it, five, six years ago, so it was like, oh, okay, like normal. But hindsight, you're watching it. It's like, oh, that was really weird and fucked up. So those are just some like weird things. Now we're going to go into like to modern day slash COVID and the downfall of the fucking Brown family. Alrighty, people. So let's get to it. I know you're like, what do you mean? Let's get to it. We're an hour in, but this is like, <laughs> This is where it really begins. No, that was a good background of how fucking weird these people are. We're going to now talk about basically like the COVID season, the downfall of the family, what's going on today. That's what we're hopping into right now. And really why this family has gotten like a new spark of fame and why if you're like me, they're all over your FYP and why everyone's talking about them. So we watched this show forever, right? Like, like I said, I took a few seasons break, but you really like just tuned in for the BS. Um, you know, Mary wasn't being an insufferable martyr. Robin just gets her the fuck she wants. Clearly, Cody's being an ass and favoring Robin. Like, this is just what's been happening, okay? But then COVID happened, and this show and family took a turn that they will never recover from because of COVID. Um, Cody Brown was a COVID freak. And I, I'm not trying to, whatever, he's a COVID freak. And I'm saying that from someone that is, was so anxiety ridden. So it's not like I'm judging. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I, I believe in COVID. I believe it's real. I believe it killed people. I believe we should be vaccinated. But like, like we were all like that in the first six months, right? Like I literally didn't leave my house. Like it sparked an anxiety that we all 
didn't know we had for, for most of us, that is at least. So I'm not judging him for that. The problem with Cody, and I'm going to go over his COVID roles in a minute here. He, COVID was over. All right. Like not, I mean, COVID's never over. Let's be honest. But like, I think it's just with us. It's kind of just like, it's, it's known as that we have to talk about forever now, but like he, this wasn't the first six months or year, right? Like he kept this going until like basically modern, like today. And I know the season we're watching isn't today. Um, obviously they're filmed ahead of time, but like he just had these, the, the rules he had set in place are the rules people followed probably for the first like three months, right? Like until we had a grasp of what the fuck this thing was, some people were doing all this. But the problem is, is that six months into COVID, so COVID's already been happening for six months. They're, while most people are coming out of their fucking holes called a house and, and venturing to the grocery store and not getting like fucking Instacart, that's when he decided to start taking things seriously. Which that makes more sense because the family was very taken aback. So basically, Cody tells them six months after COVID started, quote, you have to take this like you would religion and scripture and you take it like transparency and lay it all over your life and see how it fits. And he gave them this list of rules that I'm going to read. One, wear a mask in public. Two, sanitize hands after shopping. Three, wash hands often. Those three very normal. We are all doing that. Four, sanitize purchased products and groceries with alcohol wipes before placing inside the house. So you can't bring your stuff in and then wash it and clean it. You have to, I don't know, on your front porch, go get this, go get the, wash your fresh produce with alcohol. (laughs) Or alcohol, as Luann Delisaps would say. Um, Remove shoes outside. You know, a little much, but that's that's fine, I think. Change clothing after visiting shops, other homes, businesses. I never did this, I don't think. Um, I know a lot of, like, nurses and doctors did this. But, again, this is, like, we, after six months, we learned that the germs can't really live on certain surfaces for a period of time. So that's why this is also kind of, like, it's it's too late. Like, it's 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 strange. Um, no eating at a sit down restaurant or only takeout. Uh, yeah, I didn't sit down in a restaurant for a year, so that's fine with me. When shopping, use curbside pickup. I, you know, it took me a fucking like almost a year. I wasn't in a physical target for a year and I did their curbside pickup like basically like a year into COVID. I just wasn't really shopping much. Um, and Target really dialed in their curbside pickup. So I want to congratulate Target. Um, Two-week quarantine after travel or having visitors. I mean, a lot of people did that. I guess six months in, yeah, that was like normal. No movie theaters, bars, fitness centers, or restaurants. You, we also have to remember they're living in Arizona. Um, I don't think I had access to a movie theater, bar. We The gyms might have started opening up, but we didn't have access to these things. He lives in Arizona. Everything was probably open. I don't remember after like two months. Um sanitizing hands and changing clothes after visiting shops we already have that one you idiot kids can see friends if maintaining a 10 feet social distance and only for a limited time so he's just saying fuck the six foot distance six feet isn't enough i'm gonna say fuck it you gotta be 10 feet away 
at that point, you also need like a megaphone to talk to people. And clean mail with alcohol wipes. That one's a kicker. Like he just kept talking about cleaning the mail (laughs) with alcohol wipes. So like I said, the family, I think, was a little perturbed because they're six months into this pandemic with nothing. Like, I think, I don't think they really saw, it's not like they saw Cody, but like these rules quite literally came out of nowhere. And I think it was one of those things where like COVID happened. They were all like, okay, let's just chill in our houses for a while. Like, let's see where this takes us. And six months passes and they're not seeing family members or their dad or their husband, whatever. And then he just comes out with these fucking bullshit rules. In order to see me, you have to follow these rules. Now, the problem with these rules is that people were following them. Some weren't, but a lot were. And it's almost like it wasn't good enough and he, or he didn't trust them. And like he just still wouldn't see people. So some people of the family say that Robin made up the rules, which sparked like complete outrage. Cody was like, I'll never let a wife control me. Um, he said the rules came from my doctor. So now we're starting to see, again, the crazed misogyny. The, men, the men's mental illness hits later, like, or no, is it men or women? I don't know. There's something hitting him late in life because he's getting so nasty and mean and like misogyny. Like, he never would really say things like that in the earlier seasons. Like, I would never let a wife control me. Like, no. So he basically saw no one, refused to see the other wives and kids because he just kept claiming they weren't following the rules. So, um, The true problem with the family's COVID rules is not that they had rules and precautions, it's that the way they were communicated, withheld, and even weaponized. Although all the women may have had different opinions about how things should be handled, the issue was about what they could all agree upon to come together as a family, at least for things like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Most of the time, Mary was adhering to the strict guidelines, and she was the most because she lived alone. Her daughter or her her child had moved out. Um, she lived alone. She would be alone for extended periods of time. She's quarantining. And then he still, she still wasn't allowed to social, social, socialize with Cody, Robin and their kids. So it's like, she literally was like alone, locked in her house for months and months and months. She didn't even really know the rules. She was just like, oh, I've already been abiding by them. Like, and I can't see your kids. Like they were just being assholes about it. Um, so Isabel is Christine and him's daughter. She needed spinal surgery. He refused to go to it um, because of COVID. It was in New York and he kept calling it a vacation. And no, it was an invasive surgery that she had to have. Um, but he did officiate a wedding um, a few weeks after that. Um, so if you want to Google it, you can see his dumbass dancing around like a dummy. Um, so that really hurt Isabel's feelings. Like she was like crying when she found out he went to a wedding um, but wouldn't go to her surgery. And I think that's also Christine's been checked out, but I think that also was like, you fucking piece of shit, you know, you giant, sweaty, puffy piece of shit. Um, so we've talked before how Robin has childcare. She always has. Um, I think her niece was like her stepniece was a nanny. Now she has like another nanny. Well, that nanny has a husband who she goes home to, that husband leaves the house, does all the shopping, does everything, and the nanny gets to still come in and out of the house. No problem. No fucking problem. Um, Janelle's sons don't abide by his crazy strict rules. Um, And Cody basically told Janelle that she has to choose between her sons and him. Like, 
Cody wants Garrison out of Janelle's house. Um, this is also a good point to say, part to say that Cody in the last season, it's very clear he likes to say your kids, Janelle's kids, your kids, Kristen's kids, or Christine's kids. But when he's talking about Robin's kids, he'll say our kids, my kids. But he doesn't claim anyone else's kids. And it's very narcissistic behavior because I think it's if he's mad at the wife or not getting along with all the kids, all of a sudden it's your kids. And it's disgusting. I've noticed that all season and it's really gross. Um, Like Cody called one of Janelle's kids. I don't think it was Garrison. It might have been Gabriel. But it was his birthday, and the kid was like, oh, he must be calling to wish me a happy birthday. And he started talking to him about fucking, like, dumb shit, like COVID rules or something. And phone hung up, didn't even wish him a happy birthday. And he started crying. So it's like, he's just being a terrible, terrible person. And spoiler alert, Cody, Robin, and some of her kids get COVID from the nanny. Because they're fucking idiots. And they deserved it. They were sick as dogs. Robin was in the hospital, and they fucking deserved it. Sorry. Like, we all know those people in COVID that, like, we kind of wanted them to get COVID and we, like, wanted them to, like, you know, maybe have, like, a stint in the hospital but not die just to, like, teach them a lesson. And I feel like Cody and Robin were, like, the perfect people for that. Okay, so let's move on to the TikTok. So, Christine, in this last season, she's the first to leave Cody. She just had had it. She's tired of the favorite wife. She's tired of the COVID. She's tired of the missing the surgery. She's tired of him not being around, not being a good partner. She's leaving him. He tells her that he was never attracted to her anyway. He just married her for status. But in the same breath, he's also losing his shit over her leaving. He cannot handle that one of his wives is leaving him. Um, he said she treated Robin like shit. And I mean, he's like screaming at her in some of these episodes. His ego was just hurt. So she sold her house in Flagstaff, took the money, went to Utah. She sold part of the land, part of her land in Coyote Pass to Code in Robin. Then we get to Janelle. Well, this is like also like to like modern day slash like this TikTok account that we're going to talk about. Janelle just wants a damn house. Okay. She's tired of the trailer. She and he just doesn't do anything to help her. He basically gaslights her and is like, it's all your fault because you bought this RV without my permission. You shouldn't have bought the RV. Um, knowing that Janelle gave her money, her house money to him and Robin, which is fucked up. So Janelle has said over and over again this season that like, this isn't the man she married. He wasn't this misogynistic asshole that was all about control and ego. Um, like he was definitely always gross, but I, I agree. Like things have gotten so much worse and you have to remember too, she wasn't raised in a polygamous family either. So it's like, she, she's not completely brainwashed to the fact that like, this is how it just is because he's just gotten so bad over the last two years that it's like he can't come back from it and so she has since divorced him the good thing about this shit is that when you're not really married divorce is a lot easier you know you can just sell a house you can take all the money they're not going to take you to court because what's the court going to say oh you have four wives you can go fuck yourself like so that that's the silver lining in this i guess um, this whole time that Janelle and Christine are like not happy and leaving, Mary's on her fucking high horse. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe you guys. This isn't what we signed up for. You don't leave the family. You don't turn your back on the family. Says the woman that was about to leave the family for a fucking woman. Okay. You should just pipe down over there, Mary. Um, then we turn and she says that, and then it pans to Cody in a confessional, like, oh yeah, I don't feel married to Mary. Like, nah, she can just leave tomorrow. I wouldn't care at all. 
Um, so Mary saw that and the during the tell all, she's like, Yeah, we're done. So bye-bye. So this whole time, Robin has been coined as Sobbin Robin, and she's just doing that. She's constantly crying. She's begging everyone to stay. It's like, bitch, you're the reason they're all leaving. So shut the fuck up. So now in current day, it is just Cody and Robin. So after all the tell-alls, which I still haven't watched the final part, um, I'm pretty sure, the kids pretty much went post, like, they went insane. And I don't blame them. They're fucking pissed. And the first one being Peyton. Now, I was with Peyton at first. Um, it's hard to watch him because he quite literally is Cody's, like, twin. Like, he talks like him. Like, it's, he sounds like him. But homie keeps doing, like, lives with people that are, like, three hours long. So. He talks, you know, he loves his mom. He loves Janelle. He calls them both mom. He reveals some shit in these lives. One being that he clearly doesn't get along with his sister, Gwendolyn, who is actually his, like, full sister. Because remember, that's Christine's other daughter. He says she thinks everyone's homophobic, racist, and sexist. (laughs) And that she's cut most of the family members off. But then he's like, but he also admitted to hitting her at one point. He slapped her. When some words were exchanged and he took it too far and she thinks he might do it again and she's scared of him and he says he's not going to fight her on that. And I think that was not a good choice of words for him to say. Um, He says like him and his mom, his mom's trying to help her and convince her that he won't do it again. Also, like what kind of fucking slap was this? Was this like a sibling like slap in the arm or I'm going to push you or did he just fucking clock her across the face? Because I'm going to be honest. You, we get physical with siblings. I've gotten physical with my siblings. It, sometimes it just happens. But like a slap, like that's bad. I don't, if one of my sisters just full blown cocked back, slap me across the face for talking, I, that's like really intense. So I don't really blame her. Um, he then goes on to say Mary was physically abusive to him and he never felt safe with her. Um, which was a big thing. She has since come out and made like a slight comment because it was her birthday the other day. Like, I don't know, saying that it never happened, but we'll see. Um, and then he claimed that Robin saved many lives because she saw Mary for who she was and she kept the kids away and kept the kids safe. There is a scene where Mary comes over and asks to take Solomon for like a weekend trip up to like Utah. So they're in Arizona and she wants to like travel with this kid. And Robin starts like, making excuses like oh i don't know he's having trouble sleeping at night like i don't think that's a good idea and she's like why like can i just take him like don't you think it'll be good for him I was like no no i just i don't know i just i wouldn't want him to wake you up basically robin's giving like 10 excuses as to why mary can't take her child on this like trip which i see both sides right they're sister wives it's supposed to be a cohesive family and then i also see the other side of like you really wouldn't want like your child going across state lines with someone else but it's just clearly don't trust each other because I think Christine would be able to take Janelle's kids and vice versa. So clearly Robin saw something with Mary. And then when she said no, Mary stormed out of the house and like slammed the door. So something's off with Mary. Okay. So I kind of believe that. And then Gwendolyn, she's doing this like thing on her Patreon where she's like watching the shows and reacting. She also said that Mary was violent with her sister McKelty. Um, she doesn't remember anything with Peyton, but she said she was violent with McKelty and said she was very rude and scary. Um, and it's like, God, someone like take Mary out. Like if I was Christine, so now she has two kids that say they're like victims of Mary. I'd be like, Oh, bitch, watch your fucking back. 
Um, so yeah, basically all the kids say Mary's abrasive and rude. And I mean, have you seen her LuLaRue lives? They're all over TikTok. It's she basically verbally assaults all of her like live followers. It's like ridiculous. And finally, we're going to get into this TikTok account I keep talking about called Toxicity. So this account just randomly popped up on TikTok. Um, I kept seeing it and I just thought it was like another like, you know, like sleuth account. Um, And then I started reading the comments and I noticed that like people were thinking it was the kids or someone related to the Brown family. So basically it's this TikTok account. Um, You can tell it has multiple post posters, like the multiple different voices and they also use the voice distortions a lot of people think one of them is at at least one of them is tony who's the husband of mckelty um which i kind of agree you can tell by the comments they can hear sometimes they don't like this person doesn't use voice distortion so i agree one of them is him but it's definitely a mix of like christine and janelle's kids um i just went on they basically deleted all the posts which is annoying because i didn't feel like saving them all to my phone but they basically are exposing the fan they keep at first, it was just a bunch of videos of like information. Then it came back with like, they had to say my opinion in front of every sentence. And then they would put up a post like, okay, we're learning how to navigate this without getting in trouble. And then they would, now they have like a whole disclaimer in the beginning like, this is all a lie. This is all our opinion. This is not, this is all for entertainment because they just don't want to get in trouble. They keep saying a powerful organization is watching them and trying to silence them. They confirmed a lot of shit about Mary. Um, they said she's been having affairs forever. The catfish wasn't really catfish, and that was just a cover up. Like she knew it was a woman. Like Mary really wanted the puss, you know. They then talk about this man, Samuel Bateman. So Samuel Bateman was a Mormon leader accused of having more than twenty wives, many of whom are underage. He was arrested in August. Basically, they found they like someone was following this trailer and saw like little hands sticking out of the back of it, and they pulled him over. And he had all of his underage wives in, the, in like this trailer going to Flagstaff. So he was accused of incest, group sex acts with children, sex, child sex trafficking. Like he does it all. And he was basically hiding out in this Airbnb that's rumored to be owned by Mary for this account. Um, what else did they really, did they um, put on this account? Um... Oh, that's how I found the whole like Jessup situation with Robin. Um, they confirmed everything that like Gwendolyn's saying is true. They confirmed the abuse. So they took a lot of these things down. I'm assuming they said they're going to come back, but I think they're just making sure they don't get sued. It seems like the family's probably giving them shit as, as well as like the LDS, FDLS church. So we'll see. That's how I'm currently keeping up with this fucking fucked up family. Again, it's toxicity. It's T-O-X-I-C-I-T-E-A. But that's it on the Brown family. Hopefully that wasn't too like I'm reading a research paper, but I wanted to learn some background of these people. There's a lot of things I didn't know. Um, I've learned that they're probably all related and that's why everyone's so fucked up because they're just like crossbreeding at this point. Um, or I guess that not crossbreeding. That would be what we're supposed to do, right? Like they're inbreeding, inbred. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, people are scared that this TikTok account is going to be like the downfall of the show. They're scared that they're going to release so many secrets. TLC is going to have to be like, yeah, we're out. But now they need, like, I think they, they need to just revamp the show. Now it's just Cody and Robin living in a house with her kids. That's going to be interesting to navigate. And then I want them to navigate 
like I want them to show Mary finding out what Cody said. I want them to show Janelle living on her own. I want them and then I really want them to show the kids giving their fucking opinions because at this point we're on their side. Cody looks terrible. No one gives a shit and I guess we'll see where this all goes. Okay guys, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you like this episode. I don't do deep dives that often, but sometimes they're fun. And I probably could have been in Reddit threads for the next five days straight, but I had to stop myself. So if you like Sister Wives, if you know someone that does, please share this episode. Go rate and review the podcast, um, realitywitch.com. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And thank you for joining this pop culture coven. And we'll chat next time. Love you. Bye.